The 2023 FIA F1 Sporting Regulations Article 33.3 states that the drivers must make every reasonable effort to use the track at all times and may not leave the track without a justifiable reason. Drivers will be judged to have left the track if no part of the car remains in contact with it and, for the avoidance of doubt, any white lines defining the track edges are considered to be part of the track, but the curbs are not. With that in mind, let's talk about the Austrian Grand Prix. How you doing? No. How you doing, Carl? Let's. No, what? Cue the jingle. Cue the jingle. <laughs> the jingle that's not. Yeah, the. F- that's how. Might as well be our new intro. Like, um, actually, before we go on with that, uh, I want to let yes. everyone know um, the mid-season podcast that we're. It's coming up after Spa. 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 Yes. After Spa, so sometime during the the mid-season break, uh, we'll be doing a podcast where we're just looking at all the general F1 news, with which there is a shitload at the moment. Uh, I've been making lots of notes uh, and kind of just looking at the general performance of the 2023 drivers, teams, etc. as well, sort of a bit of a look back. Uh, But if you have any questions or topics you want us to uh, sort of talk about or look into or answer, please let us know in the comments. Uh, we'll be trying to answer those. It'll probably be <laughs> quite, a, quite a bit longer than, uh, than our usual sort of videos. So, uh, we want to try and delve into a lot of the stuff that's, that's been popping up, but, uh, yeah, let us know in the comments below, but Austrian Grand Prix, did you enjoy it? Obviously we had the sprint as well, yes. uh, but it was, it was a bit crazy, wasn't it? It was crazy across all days. I was mm. lucky I, uh, I set aside some good time to sit down and enjoy it because um, on every day there was plenty to look forward to, which is the whole point of the Sprint Weekend. They're trying mm. to say, let's put on a show every day. And certainly there was a show on every day. It was sure fantastic. Was. Yeah, it was really good. It was, uh, I think, I, I don't know if I said to you, but uh, I said in just response to the sprints, like that's what a sprint should feel like for, for F1. Like that's exactly what it should feel. It was yes. uh, 27 laps of just like elbows out, almost kind of like, you not you have no idea where to look. Cause there's just battles happening absolutely everywhere. Um, it was, it was wild. And obviously we had, we had the wet conditions, wet to dry conditions, which sort of, you know, you'd have to say it spiced it up a little bit mm-hmm. um, as it always seems to, but you look at that and you're like, this is when they probably had the sprints in mind. This is probably what they were thinking would yes. hopefully happen. So I'm glad yes. that at least we've seen, okay, this is if they can sort of work towards getting that on a more regular basis, then that would be, yes. I guess, a good thing. But um, yeah. And I think we saw signs, you know, this was the second sprint race under the new sprint race format. Yes. And of course, the point of it was to show where if you're outside the points, you can kind of take a bit of a risk because. Mm look outstanding any major crash where it might risk your participation in the main race the effects that are if you're in you know ninth tenth eleventh you might as well throw something at it if you can because otherwise you're going home with nothing right unless you're running a test plan for the next day well you know then fair enough but otherwise yeah yeah, you're trying to do something extra and when we had the sprint and the sprint race and a bit of a mixed up grid and interesting weather where there was a chance to take a gamble Mm. it meant we got to see people go for it whereas if that was in a race scenario it was longer they might have gone you know it's not worth it there's a bigger picture of play here or there's more points on offer right so i think this was the prime example of not only how the sprint can be good but how the sprint's new format was good as well so it was it was great you could say take a risk if it put you down the bottom of the grid and you're in seventh it doesn't matter because it it doesn't matter anyway you know you might just risk the point rather than oh we're starting tomorrow last that's bad yeah and that was my initial uh my hope with it as well is the splitting of the qualifying so this was my initial gripe with the the sprint in general is the fact that um you know there was less incentive initially with the original format to to uh, drive hard in that sprint because it set the grid uh, it just made it feel like it was one yeah. super long race over two days yeah the same race you know almost like yeah, an endurance yeah. event with a long break in the middle yeah well this is like a completely separate event doesn't mm. matter and therefore I-, I think as well because the grid is so close we got to see that where qualifying small margins small mistakes could put you all over the place as well there was tricky weather in mm. that uh, sprint shootout i think they call it yep. um and then that meant in the race that, yeah, we had some tricky weather to start and people were all over the place and also just, yeah, trying to get their elbows out and react because it didn't matter for the following day. So. Mm, yeah, definitely. Um, is there anything in particular you wanted to talk about the sprint? I mean, we could we could sort of 
chat about a few different things. Um, no, I know. I got a few. There's a few small points, I think. Yeah, as I yeah. say, I, th- I think it was made extra spicy because the weather was so yeah. tentative and because of the fact of that low risk of things go wrong, it meant you could kind of, you know, mm. um, see what you could do. Of course, the sprint quality came after the main quality where there seemed to be a few drivers that were really out of place there or yes. drivers that were performing better than you thought. Um and I mean, a few of those, let's say, for example, for people like Norris and Hulkenberg, especially in both quality sessions, seem to actually do quite well, right? Um, but also, it, it showed in, in both sessions where even drivers of, you know, top three, top four cars um, can slip up or, or struggle a lot. Um, one thing, as you alluded to at the start, which we really saw during that first quality session was track limits, mm. and some drivers really got caught up by that. Um but yeah, even the likes of say Perez, Russell in different sessions over the weekend really did just just struggle to get it, uh, you know, consistently at the top. A lot of the drivers, as you say, like even like Norris, um, and even Stroll, you know, he seemed to do all right here in both sessions, stuff mm. like that. Albon as well. Um, Signs, so, Signs was really Signs on it as well. Yes, yeah. yes, he was, especially in one lap pace. So yeah. it um. Well, that was it was yeah. I want to talk about uh, was that was that qualifying? Was that sprint quality? I'm trying to remember the one where he had he was like <laughs> track limits, track limits, and had to like he had like one flying lap to be able to to get himself out of. Uh, yes. out of the and he just and he just like goes fastest just puts on yes he went fastest on his like, one lap in a very difficult in, session in, in yeah. a difficult session i was just like oh my god that's incredible like you always think yes. you always think that leclerc has this you know overall advantage on the on the one lap pace but it's as the commentators if you if you're watching over the the full weekend the commentators alluded to is the signs looked a lot more comfortable than than leclerc over the course of the weekend yeah. the standings won't show that there's a little bit to unpack there, but we'll talk about that in a sec. Um, yep. But it, it did seem that Sainz looked looked faster. He looked way more comfortable he found from the offset. Yep. Comfortable. Mm, yeah, yep. exactly. Yeah. So it's uh, it's good that he he can still uh, it when he first came into the team. You know, there was obviously a lot of talk about him being as fast or like even a match or even better than, than the Claire. Uh, we had a bit more realistic expectations, obviously. Yes. Um, but <laughs> it's good to see that, you know, he can still do it and he is still there. He's yes. not a million miles off most of the time. And when he, when he is faster, you look at it and you're like, damn, he's, he's on it. Like it's, it's something normally you can look at and be like, he's he really found something. So it's, it's pretty noticeable. Um, yep. So you know, hopefully you see a bit more of that, especially with Ferrari getting um, looks like a little bit quicker. They were very quick this <laughs> this weekend, I think. A good uh, general yeah. theme. I mean, we'll you know we talk about it in our preview, maybe. But I might have been onto <laughs> something. You might have think that I was I was chasing yeah, squirrels up yeah, trees, yeah. but uh, I, I actually underestimated the performance. It's as crazy. Well, so, yeah. Uh, yep. It was um yes. Still some, still some um you know, maybe partial pieces of clown gear being worn in certain decisions that were made <laughs> that I still could have promoted them to be better, but yes, still both their drivers seem to be quite on it. And in general, yes, they seem to actually find a sweet spot in that car at a circuit where, yeah, everyone was all over the shop. So still mm. credit where credit is due to them. Definitely. Yeah. I think uh, if we're talking about Ferrari, let's talk about the pit strategy in the race. Yes. Okay. Um, I know Science again. Once again on the radio, he, they, they had a, a double stack under that that virtual safety car. They both had very very slow stops, and then Science comes on the radio is like, "Why didn't we stay out?" Um, on one hand, I can whoop. <laughs> on one hand, I can it's kind fun. of I can kind of see. Oh, you got both cats in there. Oh my god, the, you're gonna your, your room's Just gonna be destroyed. It. Just keep going. Just keep going. <laughs> it's gonna be destroyed by the end of this recording. Keep going. Um, Let's say science was all over the radio anyway, yes. right? Because he started kind of the race behind Leclerc. He looked faster. Um, he was as trying well. to say, "I'm faster. I'm faster." But again, this is a track where the slipstream is very good. If you got equal cars, That's true as you well. could just switch places. And then he stuck behind you, and they were saying, mm. "Hold on, there's no reason to rush here." We don't think you're suddenly going to blast after Perez, right? Let, let's heave mm. through. Um, we got that VSC out, which was interesting timing. Um, Verstappen and the Ferraris kind of came through and just missed that first window to box. And that's where a few other drivers behind, I think like um, Lando and others, mm. immediately took advantage of that and got that full stop. Um, and then the Ferraris were coming in. To your point, Sainz was able to pull a gap. Um, he was partly able to do that because no one was near him. We didn't have like a repeat where he was holding other, others up behind him, right? Which we had in... in um, in Canada for Lando, I think it might have been, um, if I recall correctly. It was, it was Canada or Spain where he pulled back a gap to double stack. Yes, trouble yes, 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 yes. It was so, Canada, yep. 
Yeah. There was no trouble for this because they were basically alone there, but mm. he pulled a gap. But then, yes, um, Leclerc's stop was slow, then his stop was slow, and then the VSC was ending as he came out, and yeah. then they ended up jumping him anyway. So even though um, Leclerc got ahead of the, the, the trio of cars, I forget who else, I think it was... Um, uh, who would it have been? It would have been... Norris, Hamilton... Maybe Alonso. Uh, there was like two no, or Perez three of them that were there-ish. No, um, Perez pitted later. Might, yeah, it could be Alonso. I think it might have been Alonso. Alonso even. Yeah. At least it was two of them. There was a few of them that yes. came out, and yes, yeah. he was behind them. And he probably even said, look, he didn't want a double stack, so he knew he'd lose time regardless. Mm. And he probably knew the VSC had been out for a bit, and they never know go that long, because otherwise, well, then you expect a safety car. So yeah. in his mind especially when it seemed that the tire strategy wasn't defined at that point. It wasn't really known if it was going to be a two versus three or a one versus two. Yeah. Especially he might've just thought, just get me some clean air because maybe he's holding back behind Leclerc. He's yeah. still got some life on those tires. Just give me a few laps. Right. Um, you could say if it wasn't Ferrari, that maybe this is where the team has gone. No, 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 this may look bad, but you're going to lose out massively if you don't do it like this. Yeah. But because it's Ferrari and because <laughs> we've always had this back and forth, yeah. you think there's some credit, especially when Sainz was on it all weekend. If he said, we should have stayed out. My tires were good. I, if I was in the strategy seat, I might have, you know, gone for that just because, mm. yeah, see, if I he's think, on it. And, yeah, I was about yeah. to say, it does, like you say, it does give him a chance to, to go in, in some clean air as well. Like, you don't have to try and play the team orders thing and you don't have to tell try yes. and tell Leclerc to move aside or try and calm signs down when you know you don't want to tell Leclerc to pull aside yes. um even when he maybe when signs maybe looks faster like it gives him a chance like mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. you know what we're not going to double stack you you can go out and do your own strategy let's see what you can do you know if you're faster yes. show us that you can um, and they could inform yeah. him. They could say, you know, mm. the, the other, give him the option. As yeah. I say, everyone boxed behind him. They had like half, three quarters of a lap to at least think about it, yes. right? It's not like they had to make a, a snap decision in two seconds. They'd just gone through. They saw the others come through. Mm. Obviously, they knew for, they knew for Leclerc while they were still coming around. That VSC was at least still active yep. as he was entering the pits. They thought that makes sense. But for signs, they could have gone. Do you want to box with Leclerc? How do the tires feel? Mm. Those behind you have boxed, but you want to stay out. Maybe they did have that conversation, but we Maybe. didn't hear it. We don't hear everything. But yeah, based yeah. on what he said when they came out, it sounds like that didn't happen, right? <laughs> or at least they said to him, no, 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 this is better. And he yeah. was like, well, how is this better? Now I'm stuck mm. behind them. And as we saw in the results, that did matter. That yes. he, he, you know, that really put him back and, and um, kind of, yeah. So as much as you say the Ferrari improved and Sainz had a spark, um, there's still something there you go. Mm, yeah. It doesn't look like that was applied right at all. Yeah, so. yep. <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess you were talking about the the VSC ending as they were coming out. The other team that was really affected by that was Aston Martin because they actually came in yes. uh, just behind both the Ferraris as well. Uh, and Alonso lost a couple of places, but Stroll lost quite a few places and ended up right at the mm. right at the back of a train. I don't know how how fast he was going before then. I'll be honest, I wasn't really watching his his progress through the field or his lap times. But um, mm. yeah, they I think they just got a bit unlucky with that one. Alonso ended up um, after penalties applied at the end of the race. Again, we'll get to that. Uh, and, <laughs> and, and ended up P5, which I think is, yes. it's probably about where that car was this weekend. The most he could have gotten out of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, yeah. Aston's an interesting one again. Like it's, it feels like they'll, they'll come back and you know, they'll, they'll be the second fastest team. And then it, it almost seems like every second race now it's like, oh, okay, they're not, they're not quite as strong. They're like the third or fourth fastest team. And oh, they'll, they'll probably, next weekend, at, at, you know, in in Silverstone, they'll probably be the second fastest team again. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's uh, credit to the other teams just closing right up to to where Aston was, and now there's just so such fine margins that it can sway, mm. kind of like the rest of the midfield has. Whether it's that or whether Aston kind of just don't like the couple of these tracks that have come up recently like it's just fundamentally not not that quick um on these circuits but whatever the case is it's good to see uh ferrari particularly back up there this is the first track i think i've seen that they've you know they've really shown that they're you know podium Mm. material um mercedes had a little bit of a stinker um hamilton was obviously complaining a lot about various things but as Toto was saying, is like basically compensating for the car being shit. Um, but uh, and then you had McLaren with with Norris, the new package in, on the McLaren as well, and he was up there, ended up P four, uh, and that's really promising for again that fight 
up at the top. So uh, yeah. I think it's uh, if it is even if it's just going to be those fine margins every single race that you know it makes it more fun not knowing who's going to be there this week. Um, I think that's that, that's really cool to see. So regardless of you know what Max does out in front, so, which we haven't yes. even mentioned yet, Max won. No, Ooh, crazy, I know. yes, mental. There, is, you're right. There is a bit to unpack there. I think. Mm. It's both a trend for Aston in terms of the tracks. I think these tracks where they are kind of these middle speed corners where the traction zone isn't so reliant, mm. they do seem to to struggle on a lot. Um, it was interesting how many moves were made, you know, not just into T3, which is kind of like the proper T2, but it's technically mm. T3 at the top of the hill, um, actually flowed onto kind of T4 and how yep. many cars were side by side coming out of there. And how some cars, like the Ferrari and, and especially Perez and that, seemed really strong out of there while others couldn't seem to finish the move. And that seemed really yeah. critical. I think the um, McLaren, McLaren and Norris was quite strong out of there too. So um, certainly a track where kind of overtaking through these multi-corner complexes, all these middle speed corners, which was a kind of partially a trend at Spain, mm. will be a trend at places like um, at, um, Silverstone as well that we're coming up to as well, which yep. is relevant. Um so I think that's where maybe we're seeing a bit of a theme where they maybe are still learning how to best set up their car for those tracks, but mm. also it might just not be designed a car for those type of tracks, yeah. right? Um, it could be that maybe Alonso was having a bit of an off day. Now, I don't say that because I want to say that Stroll was only closer to him because Alonso was poorer, right? Mm. I think we saw some time, like some some parts of the weekend where... um. Alonso seemed to almost be held up by Stroll or like showed some bursts of potential where he was much quicker. I, I still want to give some credit to Stroll that at least in a vacuum they seem closer there. Um, and re regardless of what that is, mm. fair credit to him, right? But um, to be fair, I think Stroll out qualified Alonso in, in qualifying it, as well. It's true. It's so, true. Yes. You know, he there was is something there. There is a little bit there. Like he wasn't quite yep. as far off Alonso as he, as he has been. But again, whether it's Alonso, like you say, was it Alonso having an off day? Who knows? But. It's yep. it's still good and to he see. Didn't him so, he didn't show that much frustration. I mean, in general, yeah. he's in a good mood, so he's not going to. But most of the chat seemed to just be like he was accepting what was going on, as if you know they'd already come to terms that this wasn't you know a best track for them. Mm. Um, so, but you know, it was further compounded by as you say, the Ferrari seemed a very well set up car here. I mean, even the main qualifying was was very close. It was almost a nail biter, right? Which yeah. we haven't seen in a bit. Which we almost saw in Baku, right, when that Ferrari seemed very quick over one lap. So, again, yeah. they seem to be able to get it on that pointy edge, while the Aston seems more in the middle, so it has mm. less of those highs and lows. And if other teams, including now the McLaren, that version 2 car that Lando has, um, you know, he seemed really comfortable out there and really confident, which yep. is much what we saw in prior years. Yeah. Um, yep. I will say as well, as much as um, Piastri seemed to fall down, I think he had, A, a lot of bad luck, and B, he doesn't have the new car and yes. isn't going to for yep. a few races. I thought, so he was getting as it, much... I thought he was getting it Silverstone. I'm not sure. I feel I heard that it was two races later, but they oh, may okay. have sped it up. It may be... Right. Yeah, I feel like they said it was two weeks. Mm. Um, I could be wrong on that. But um, irrespective, he Lando was kind of getting first taste. Now, if this just isn't coincidence and this is the new car's performance, well, then, yeah, we'd expect to see Piastri up there as well. Um, yes. But irrespective, I'd say Leclerc being up there and Norris being up there also didn't really feel like luck. It actually felt like, you know, good strategy and, and, and strong yep. car and driver performance, um, which is how they kind of got the best over, as you say, Alonso and the Mercedes, which seemed to really struggle, couldn't get a car together. Yep. And the others just seemed to manage their weekend better. And therefore, the Mercedes were the de facto, you know, third, fourth, but fifth, fifth, you know, maybe fifth best quickest car out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that's it. So, and then and then everyone else kind of behind. Even if I look now, was all all over the place, right? With the Alpines, even the Astons coming back there. Um, the Alfa Romeo, which seemed dog dirt and qualifying, actually was okay in the race pace. Yeah. Um, so yep, it's yeah, it was a good weekend. Just to, uh, a good weekend, good track to show that yeah, you, you get it nailed, you mm. get up there. Otherwise, it's it's all over the shop. It's quite tricky. Yeah, definitely. Uh, let's just talk about the race then because i i think the the point that i had sort of ties into the the whole track limits thing which i kind of want to leave until after we've talked about mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. the race the race was i, I really enjoyed it i know I, I was speaking to to friends who it's happened at the same time as the cricket the ashes and uh they were like turning off the race to watch that because like ah oh, it's kind of boring <laughs> and it's like bro what race are you watching like the first I know. the first 40 laps in particular like the first sort of half maybe a little over half of that race half to two thirds was incredible like it was regardless of like i said when you know 
even the first 20 laps, it wasn't even super obvious that Max was absolutely ramping out ahead. Obviously, yeah. he had that later pit stop not under he the He lost FBSC. his streak of leading every yeah. lap. He, yep. His streak of 200 was came to an end, which yep. the fact that that happened shows that, yes, there yes. was something going on there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. My friends were saying that, like, it wasn't wasn't a, a, a good race. But like I said, the, f- the first half of it was incredible. Like, I... Um, again, sort of Max was standing or like even the front battle was standing. You sort of knew how it was going to play out eventually. But like, you didn't know where to look. There were battles happening absolutely everywhere. And then like, yeah. it felt like every single lap and it's like, the positions are changing all the time. You're sitting there like, I can't, I like, I couldn't even make notes for it because it was just happening all yes. so quickly. It was all over the place. And I, I just don't, it was so hard to keep track of because there was just so much action in that, in that first yeah. half of the race. And I was like, this is incredible. You don't, this is not something you see in F1. Like, this is not, you don't see this ever, but it was just yeah. really, really good to see, which is why I was confused when everyone was, when I had friends were saying, it was like, oh, this is kind of boring. I'm like, bruh. What, what? Are you watching? Yeah. Are you and watching it, the it same was, race? There wasn't, considering how much we had in the past, there wasn't that much bumping and barging either. Mm. Like, there was a little bit between the Red Bulls and the Sprint, which they seemed to sort out. Yes. Outside of that, like, I don't think we had any penalties, like, on, on collision or anything, despite all the penalties that we had. We had the, uh, is, um... we had the DeVries pushing Magnussen out wide. That was a penalty. Yes, okay, yes. So, aside five. from that, which yes. was pretty sus. Yeah, um, yeah that was pretty And isn't adding... Yes. yes, if it's going to be with anyone, yes, DeVries Racecraft hasn't exactly been that great, let's admit. So, yeah, well. um... <laughs> But outside of that, in a track where we've seen you know, people off in the gravel um, through, you know, not 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 in Yuki style, let's say, but through mm. you know, barging someone else off or not giving them track room. Um, it was it was well beha- it was relatively well behaved, and yep. it, it was that sequence of like turn one into three into four, and then even into five. You could have the same two cars still side by side, yep. and you wouldn't know who was going to be ahead, even if you had a theoretical faster car coming through. The nature of the track meant mm. that you could fight back. You know, you could be up the inside of turn three, but someone cuts back and has a better run, gets the inside for turn four. The inside seemed to have a better run out of the corner, mm. but then you're on the outside of T5. Do you brave it around? Do you pull out? We saw instances where some cars dashed ahead the front of someone or they pulled back, let the guy through. Mm. Maybe think about going up the inside of T6, which is pretty tricky to do yep. down there. Or you pull back, get a good run, and think about trying to dummy into the last two corners, mm. right? Or, or try or to dummy someone, up, pressure them. Or set yourself up again for the main straight again. Up for to the T1, T1. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it made it tricky because T1's especially this year, I didn't remember it in the past, but seemed like a really tough place to make a move because mm. you really get a, such a poor run out of the corner in T1 that the other guy can just come around you up to T2 or just get the slipstream mm. up to T2, 3, I guess, and really get a massive run on you. So even saw times, I think, in, in the... um in the in the main race for Perez where he was almost or in the sprint race where he was almost holding back off someone mm. um just because it wasn't worth overtaking if it was a yeah, slower car yeah. until then. So it just it just meant the racecraft had to be like different. It wasn't just oh send it down the inside out break them you got the move done, right? Mm. We saw some instances where they did just send it down the inside, but then the guy doubled back on him. Yeah, he's like, yeah. oh I'm doubling back on you. And so, you just have way better um, traction and because it's such a long yes. straight the traction is again just so important. So So it's um yeah. I mean we always say it but yeah double down it's it's a great track for as mm. we say these these multi-corner battles you know it was, i think it was part of the reason why miami is quite good because i actually found it could also have some of these multi-corner battles and it yep. seems like with how close the cars are and the different characteristics especially you know that's that's why the williams can do so well because it has some severe weakness but it's so good on the straights so it can mm. actually defend and fight which is how you know albon's able to show some of his skills there so it's um it's it's good i mean i guess i'm just thinking back to our, our preview we hoped you know with everything getting so closer but cars still having their different strengths and weaknesses mm. i think this was a great weekend to show it you know yep. um and even when you look at i guess look at the race result i don't know if there's like any like the mercedes are next to each other but it, i think if we went back before all the penalties were applied i don't even know if two teammates were like next to each other like it was all you mm. know, rainbow rainbow grid in a way um so it's yeah it's 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 great. Yeah, you know, P one the fight for P one could be better. I see some people sticking up sticky tape over the P one position on their TVs. <laughs> they're watching. You know, yeah, fair yeah. enough. Um, but yeah. just as a fan, enjoying racecraft, enjoying just seeing you know drivers at their best trying to pass each other at the mm. end. It was fantastic. It, yep. it was one of the few races I've watched most of before I went to bed. Normally I leave it, but I went, you know, mm. after that sprint, I've, I'm going to watch some of it before I go to bed. And sure, I was like, I, you know, it was so good. Yeah, I was, it was struggled really to good. turn it off. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah, definitely. I think the, the only other note I really had is um, actually a note on, on Perez. It started 
15th after what was a pretty shocking uh, qualifying. (laughs) I know. Uh, Lost all three of his laps uh, in Q2 uh, to track limits. Again, we'll talk about that. Again, it just comes up. Every every point is like, ah, it's track limits. Ah, it's track limits. But um, he did start 15th uh, due to losing all three of his laps to, to, to those turn 9, 10 track limits. But yep. in his defense, he did come back and he, he fought back to P3 to get on the podium. So especially like like we say in, in a what seemed a more competitive field, uh, particularly yep. up ahead. So um, it's it, it still almost feels like one of those things like, yeah, but if it was Max, he would have been first or second, right? Like, mm, yep. yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's something, you know, at least he fought back from somewhere way back on the grid and he's on the podium at least. It's not like he got a fourth or a fifth and you're sitting there thinking you couldn't have just gone a little bit, little bit further. I know, I think it was at the start of the race he got a little, was it the start he got a little bogged down and couldn't quite, quite get through. Like it took him a little while to actually start really getting yes. through all the traffic. And I think that's probably like once the field spread sort of picked up is like, I think that's already sealed his fate. Given you, we only had a VSC and no proper safety yes. car and he thinks a bunch of everyone up, right? Yeah, exactly. So I think um, that's that's probably what did it for him. And then, like you said, you think you think about what Max would have done. It's like, well, he would have just sent it at like, he would have got three places in the first lap because he just would have sent it at the three corners you can overtake and just made the move stick. Um, yep. Whereas Perez is just like, he'll... He just won't do that. He's just not that kind of racer, it feels like. And it feels like if he does try and do that, he'll do it the wrong way and then end up with a penalty or taking himself or yes. another driver out. So, um, but, you know, at least he's on the podium. It is it is something. Yes. So, but, you know. Um, I we guess... did see his aggressive style. I, 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 like, I've always liked Checo, but i always mm. known he's been a very aggressive elbows out driver. Yeah. Um, I think... Everyone agrees that signs over the radio was being a little dramatic when he was saying he was being oh intimidated. It's like that's the point that of someone weird. trying yes, to pass exactly, you. They yeah. want to psych you out. You just you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, that was but he, Paris one. does have a very elbows out nature. We mm. saw that at the start of the sprint, right? Um, it's part yeah. of the reason why I like him. But I know he can take it too far, so I'm not going to be an apologist when I, you know, <laughs> he, he tries to go with the radio. And go oh, I, I didn't see him. It's like yeah. yes, you can play the mind games if you want, but you're not mm. kidding anyone here. Yes, um, yeah. But um. Yes, it was. Yes, it wasn't just a simple charge to the field. It mm. kind of blended nicely with everything else going on. It wasn't the one thing to watch, right? There was plenty else going on. Oh yeah, definitely. Like if you didn't like the battle up front or even up, which you yes. know the, the the first few places, you could just look down the field and look at any battle, yes. and you'll find something interesting to watch. So even if when Max passed Leclerc, he was um able to give him a wave as he passed by, he was that <laughs> uh, confident in what he was doing. Yeah. <laughs> And yes. the free box for a faster slap. We can't forget that as well, yeah, just yeah. for extra style. <laughs> Still finished five seconds ahead by the end of it. Yes. Like, it's like, you look at it, and it was like he boxed, and he came out, what, it was like three or four, it was like four seconds, and he had that, that out lap, and it came down to like two seconds as he started that final lap, and you're like, yeah. oh, two seconds, oh, that's crazy. By the end of it, it's five seconds. He just, yeah, he, he went faster slap by everything. like a He's full like, second. nah, I got yeah. time. Yeah. So, <laughs> Take it from a teammate, why not? <laughs> yeah. I thought it was a, it was an interesting choice to, to do it. Obviously, they, they said it was far too risky, because if something goes wrong on the pits, then, you know, you fall back. Of course. To P2. Um, but in, in a way, I am kind of glad they did it. They absolutely freaking nailed the pit stop. Like, and Red Bull still do a 2.6. It's just unbelievable. Clash, smash it in yeah, there. Easy so. peasy. <laughs> no, yeah, no worries. No issues. And then, no worries. Yeah, get the, the full gamut of points. So, um, Are there any other points you had before you talk on you know, the, the big boy? No, we could talk on penalties. I got a minor thing, but I'll save it to the end. I'll, I'll save it. Okay, cool. So let's go on to the fun one. The... Uh, the the track limits um you sent me a oh, uh, so you want to take this <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah well i mean if you want to if you want to keep you it, can I think intro you, it go on go i was on. gonna say you you, you i think you should well you showed this to me you probably know a little bit more because i think you read up a bit more on it um but that the picture that you sent me, we could put that up on screen if you're watching on YouTube. This is a screen of all the post-race uh, penalties that were applied. So these are not Correct. even the ones that were served during the race. Um, yep. Pretty much, I think four track limits. I don't know if Ocon's was also a failing to serve his one correctly because I know that was a pending one as well, uh, like failing to serve his time penalty 
correctly. I think that's in how the Yuki race. got slapped with another. I don't know if Ocon also got hit. Right. By okay. But yeah, I mean, Ocon ended up with thirty seconds worth of penalties and drops three places as a result, which is. In its, in Which you may is... look at that chart and go, why is it written like that? We'll go into that as well. I can. Okay, that. yeah, cool. I actually don't know, but yeah. Um, yes. But yeah, you can, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see that, you know, Science had 10 seconds. It dropped him two places. He was probably the biggest loser um, out of this. He would have ended up fourth yeah. and ends up P6. Um, Hamilton loses a, a spot down to P8. Um, Gasly loses a spot down to P10. Um Everyone below that, it's not as uh, important. Obviously, they were never really in the points uh, to begin with. But you look at that and you think, and if you're watching the race, you know just how insane it was. How many, they, they had a, a number, it was like 1,400 instances of, of track limits. Throughout um, the weekend, throughout yeah, the triggered weekend. for investigation. The well, automated alert went triggered for investigation. Unbelievable. Like, I don't, I, I know it was an issue last year a little bit but not to this it's extreme. always been a little bit of an issue yeah um i mean yeah i'll let you finish your thoughts anyway and then i'll and then i'll no that's <laughs> right i was just gonna say like I, I kind of had more of a posing question but like um like looking at <laughs> looking at that like that's whoa hello <laughs> distraction oh my goodness <laughs> um yeah, looking at that looking is just at the chart, looking yeah. at the chart is it's 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 quite unbelievable that this <laughs> it was there's this many penalties. I don't think I've ever seen this many yeah. penalties ever in a Formula One race in my life. Like no. it's actually crazy. I just don't. The, the, I mean, the question I had, and you can choose to answer this now, or if you want to bring I, up, I, or if you it. or if you want to bring up your your point first, but. Uh, there's kind of two ways of thinking about this. There's one, it's like, okay, this is obviously, uh, it's it's a problem. Uh, do the FIA look at this and say, okay, do we need to change how the, not even how the track limits works, or but like, do they have to bring gravel yeah, in, or do they have to, you know, maybe at this track in particular, give them a bit more leeway, or sort of change how it, how, how, how it plays out at this race? Because obviously it has been in a little bit of an issue in this year has been particularly bad um or is it just a case of just fucking stay in between the white lines because that's the rule like i know which one i lean towards and you'll probably guess pretty quickly which one mm -hmm. uh is <laughs> the one i lean towards based on some included language yes um but i'm i'm curious to to hear your thoughts that if you if you had any other points like i said on on how the the penalties are applied and all that yeah. but uh yeah it's it's a it's a big big talking point. I think it, it does have to be discussed, but whether or not yep. uh, it needs to actually change, or whether or not you just stay in the white lines, is uh, I think <laughs> I think that'll be up to up for debate for for a little while. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm curious what you think or what you know. Yeah. So as as much as this is our segment where we rail on the FIA. I would say that the biggest thing that this showed was consistency, especially yes. when we came into this year. And they said, we've had all this faffing about where every race we come and talk about track limits, where we adjust halfway through the weekend based on a recommendation, all that faff. Mm -hmm. For a while, we're just going to black and white, say there's a white line there. Even if there's a curb order after afterwards, if there's a white line, you're two off. It gets pinged by the system. We check it. If it's clear, right, then then you're out of there, right? Um, then, then your lap is gone or you get marked as you know a, a warning and mm. we have had plenty of races this year and you feel like even before this race um the amount of black and white flags or track limits it's been has, quite a lot more increased yeah. because they've actually just put a foot down and yeah. in places like if you think about bar um bahrain like at the start of sector two or so there's that corner they used to always run super far out because turn it's the four more... is it is it the yeah, one, is that the one is, is that the one that yeah. uh max lewis where max had to give the place but yeah okay yeah yeah turn four yeah yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. so and uh, yeah so that's when the past where they've kind of image to say well you can go out there it's okay because we you know say it's okay or whatever whereas mm. now they said right rather than us just trying to figure it out let's make it black and white mm. um so i'll say from that perspective Everyone came in knowing the rules. Yes. Um, there's a few reasons why it's still flagged so much and mm. probably a lot more than, than, you know, some people would guess or why it was so almost tricky for cars to kind of avoid it. Um, so, 
I'll go into a few of those. So part of it is in previous years. Um, they've often had either curbs that are a lot rougher or sausage curbs are very close to the edge there, which has That's meant that right, if you do go out curves, there, yes. I think a few years mm. ago we saw cars like the Alpine go out there and it just shredded the wing and the mm. floors, and, and which really deterred drivers from going out there, right? Yeah. Um, reality is that anyone who's done this track in sim racing knows that these two corners, you really do need to push it close to the edge mm. because it's one of those corners where you really can make up so much lap time if you get it right um and even if you're starting to turn into to the last corner and kind of throw it out you're often predicting how far it's going to go out you've got to take a risk on how wide the car is going to go yeah right? you got so to predict the that, slip that's going to happen yeah yeah it makes it very difficult which again mm. these are the best drivers in the world so that's not an excuse but that's why it is so tricky mm. and they almost removed the immediate concern if you do go wide which is actual damage right as you say yeah. we had 1400 reports there was very little to no reports of actual of damage, right? Mm. There's there very few, no more than a normal race weekend in the other circuits. Not like everyone's car every second lap had bits flying off it everywhere, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so there was no real time punishment to go out there. Um, and it's just an effect of these cars being more aero ground dependent cars, which means when they're going through corners, they generally do, you know, grip up but slide out more. Mm. Um, and the whole weight will, of course, make it, you know, harder to, to, to judge it, to pull it in a car. You know, you're not in a yeah. go-kart where if you're going wide, you can suddenly pull it in. Mm. You, you know, once once a car's in motion, it's moving, you've got to kind of let it do its thing. Yeah, um, yeah. And with the, you know, with the weather, with dirty air, that can change everything. So I still think people may be surprised. Like, it's still surprising even with all those factors mm. not considered, right? Even super early on, we saw like a few laps in where it said, you know, people on the radio going, oh, Hamilton, you're going wide. Oh, you've got three cuts. We said, oh, is this just drivers on the radio, you know, pointing at each other going, he's going wide, he's cutting yeah, there yeah. because that's what they always do. And within a few laps, it was like, there oh. was Hamilton black and white flag. You're like, it's like lap seven or eight. What yeah. do you mean? Is huh? I think, I think, it, was lap, I think it was lap like 15. Yeah. That he okay, got, it was he a little got, further in, but still early. After it was 71 laps. Early for that. Yeah, <laughs> like lap 15, you're getting a black and white flag on a track that yes. is already, you know, through the sprint and the and the the qualifying yes. already notorious for you know catching you out by you know millimeters yes. it's like ah you're gonna get a penalty like from then i'm just like yes. he's gonna get a penalty like there's no way yes. he can keep it within the lines for the next like 50 laps there's not gonna do Correct. it so and we weren't sure if it was just him because then he immediately mm. came on the radio going this card's so hard to keep in the lines yeah. whatever and it was complaining about norris and everyone i mean he's complaining every yes, every he radio was trying message. to complain yeah and at that point you might have thought oh well this is just hamilton being hamilton mm. but then we subsequently saw for yep. lots of other drivers for yuki i think it was then for um you know for Ocon for mm. even Hulkenberg even when he retired I early on he still so he still had enough had where he technically <laughs> he uh, technically did have the flag. black and white yeah. flag yes yeah. even though he was out they just hadn't displayed it because of course they have to double check these things yeah, like a yeah. fine tooth comb yeah. um that was that was weird so, like it said DN I was like it said Hulkenberg black and white flag and I looked down at the bottom like he he he's the host of yes, DNF right like he's gone yes he's, he's already gone like three laps okay fantastic <laughs> well and that message popped up pretty soon I think they realized but mm, they still yeah it, it showed that it took them a few laps to get on top of it well, um, well it's it's understandable with the 1400 that they had to go through like yes and I think that was obviously if yeah yeah well I think that's the the only other I guess counter argument to to what I was saying is like rather than just oh just keep it in between the white lines if if they're gonna have to review fourteen hundred of these over the course of a weekend like that's a you know they're popping up you know multiple laps after someone's even DNF for a driver that yes. hasn't been in the race for, for for multiple laps you look at that and you're like this they're obviously don't have enough manpower to go through all this obviously fourteen hundred well like, and. There's an argument where it says this is this is the flip side of the coin where you say um, does logic need to take over where you say look we've tried this whole doing it on the fly talking with the drivers how they you know want limits to be decided that didn't mm. work they've now run the bit where they say it's black and white there's no reason if they don't have a competent team you could still have some open discussion where maybe logic prevails where you say at these corners maybe there's a you know x whatever centimeter increase. Um, just because overall it's a bit silly mm. and, you know, let's, let's just do it. Right. I mean,
And you look at like Lando and Alonso from very early on. They, they, they were telling them, they said, as much as you want to go out there, do not go out there. Yeah. Because other people are going out there. And with them being in that close battle, that's when they were like, right, even if I lose a little bit over time or get past, the guys that are already doing it, it's going to be harder for them to adapt. Yeah. Whereas if the others hadn't done it so much, then then they could adapt. Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, but yeah, so so I guess we, we still need to cover why all the post penalties, why <laughs> the strange numbers and such. Yes. Um, so reality is as much as they reviewed the obvious ones, there were still a lot of minor ones they had to review. Yeah. Um, it was funny because Alonso crossing the line, the wily cat that he is, immediately went on the radio and they said, oh, you finished, you know, your P6, well done. And he said, how far are we behind signs? It was like the first thing he said. Wow. He's like, I think he even said, were we within 10 seconds of signs? Mm. He was already probably thinking about it and he already knew to his team to go to say, if he doesn't have a penalty, he probably saw him at track a lot. And he's yeah, going to go yeah. back to his team afterwards, which they did. Aston apparently... Although the, the stewards are aware of it, Aston were the main ones that launched to say, yep. during the race, we've been collecting all of this, especially for the guys around us. Make sure you double check this and go through a fine tooth comb. Mm. So then that's when the F, the stewards came out and they said, right, we're going to check this. We're going to do it as fast as we can. And to their credit, they didn't take that long to do it. It was only a few hours. It could have been something yeah. massive, right? But they still did proper process. And that's when they came out to saw, despite the penalties in the race, we saw enough incidents where if these penalties were applied in the race... Here's how they would go, right? Plus yep. five to those that didn't have them, plus ten to those that it was their second offense, the likes of Assigns, Hamilton, Gasly, Albon, etc. Yep. Um, or some that had the first and second offense reviewed after that didn't have it in the race, right? Gotcha. Um, so the other thing that would normally happen in, in the race is if you exceed the first time, you get that five second penalty that yep. you have to serve if you stop or after the race. The second time, you get the ten. ten. The third, you would normally get a drive through. And the fourth, you would normally get a stop-go penalty. Fifth and beyond that is when you might get disqualified because it's like, hmm. what are you doing here? Yeah, Just, yeah. You know, get your stuff together. So the reason for Ocon, that they did basically plus 10, then plus 5, then plus 10, then plus 5, is they seem to say because of the circumstances, because of the fact they're reviewing it late, they almost like downgraded it, where instead of it going up to what would effectively be applied as a drive-through in that time, mm. or a 30-second stop-go, which would be a plus 45 or whatever, right. um, they instead just decided to roll it over. Um, I think some people were kind of like, "Okay, well, why are you doing that? I guess because they're saying they're supposed to apply that in the race, and they maybe don't have a full mantra. Maybe they felt that the the punishment didn't fit the crime, so they used their, you know, yeah. the exception Ma to yeah. say, well, he's long out of the points anyway, so let, yeah. let's just do it this way, right? But yeah. that's why that looked a little funny. There, There's a, there's good documents out there. Um, The Race did a fantastic video, which is where the screenshot's from. Right. A nice short okay. video. Yeah. If you want, you know, the quick, smart, you know, from the <laughs> pros, go watch yeah, that yeah. one. But that's why it rolled over rather than saying three minutes of penalties and maybe a disqualification for him. So Yeah, I guess, cause, yeah, like you say, considering the circumstances of how everyone just about got a penalty in the race, uh, yeah. you, you look at that and you think it would be harsh to disqualify just one driver um, from the race. Yes. Uh, particularly post-race, uh, especially when he exactly. wasn't even in the points. Because uh, that would probably count to, to, like, FIA super license it uh, could, points it could, yes. as well or like penalty points whatever sorry um which yeah 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 you know obviously you don't want to do that post race in a race that had this much you know kind of drama related to the track limits it seems a little bit harsh um but yeah it's it's that's crazy. Obviously, was going out just about every single lap. I don't know if he was ever told or if he was. Maybe he was told. No, I don't know. It's <laughs> maybe, maybe he was we told saw, and then um... just kind of gave up and just like I'm just gonna do it anyway and just keep going wide because I'm like I'm not gonna get any points anyway. So yes. fuck it. Like, um, seen plenty of yeah. uh, plenty of good videos online of like mm. the old um the old bugs in the F1 game when France was released and you could technically do a whole lap of the track off lap and still have it classified. <laughs> and having it be Ocon's POV <laughs> around oh Austria. So, Amazing. Um, yes. Yeah, but like... I, what? Yeah. Do, do you have a suggestion for a, for a change or is it just like, do you think... Uh, it? Do you think it should just be the, the leniency, like a slight leniency on those turn... It's really sort of turn nine exit turn 10 exit isn't it like it's they're the turn two nine entry turn 10 exit i guess yeah well you kind of it is except turn nine yeah you're right. or, or, it's into 10 yeah more entry they I don't really entry, cut that in yeah. yeah you're right you're right yeah it is nine exit 10 exit no you're right yeah so uh well, yeah nine exit slash 10 entry because some of them were going Correct. wide to sort of um you yeah, know the whole reason here. you're going wide is to prepare for 
10 mainly. S- yeah. Some of them were sliding wide at, at, at 9, yes. though. Like, not, you still want to carry yeah. speed out of 9, you're kind right. Of, but Folk, yeah. is, it, is it more just a fact, like, slightly more leniency there? I know a lot of people are saying, oh, just put gravel traps in. But then the reason they don't do that is, you know, they have other racing series that go there and that can potentially mess with, um, you know, the, the other racing series that are yeah you know that are supposed to go there as well so i don't know exactly i didn't to be fair i didn't do my research it's really good of me um but i'm sure there's reasons out there why they don't just throw gravel everywhere um but do do you think it is just a case of slightly more leniency or do you think maybe this is just an outlier and just stay within the white lines next time i mean i agree that it is an outliner as i say i think this is the place you'll see it the most. The most. Yeah. There's maybe some other corners you might, but really this this is the big one. And yeah. even if I think about my experience on like Gran Turismo, this is certainly the corner that gets people the mm. most out of any other corner in that game, right? Um so um it's it's just a doozy. Um mm. I d I don't see why they still couldn't review it and like discuss as a group yeah. in these cases where you might say logic prevails, right? It's better for all. Some drivers will still say, well, no, I can keep and I want the others to be punished. And that's fair enough. I don't think one way is right or another. I think you would like take it to something like this, a vote for all drivers to say, do we expand it or do we not? That mm. might be how I would do it, right? Um, yeah. So you're not disadvantaging some, like, as we say, those like Norris um, and Alonso and even, you know, Max, Russell and away and Stroll. Um, Max, I don't think which, got a which, penalty. I don't even think I got a black and white. No, but either. I don't think yeah. he needed to, right? To yeah, be fair, there was yeah, no yeah. reason for him to, yeah, you know? I guess so, so um, you could say for those, they might say, well, no, I want to, but then, you know, the others that got it might turn around mm. and say, no, you know, now we understand it better. Maybe mm. they'll improve the system to give it more real time, right? Maybe they can have it to a point where very little human intervention is needed, where it can be almost, you know, 90% of the case given certainty through an automated process. Yep. Um, it'll be it'll be raised, it'll be re-raised next year, right? It may be yeah. raised another track where it may come up again, um, you know, like... I can think about maybe some corners at um, Japan, Suzuka might have it because they have some similar corners, yeah. but I know that their exits often do have a lot of grass or gravel, thinking, so it may just... It, I was thinking it like... It depends De- how like big the curve is. Yeah. But Degna's yes. have like... You go offline, it's like, ah, you're in the grass, basically. It's very anyway, risky so, business, yeah. yeah. Even when we think about um, Spain in the new layout, you know, we saw a lot of cars that were tagging the gravel, kind yep. of um, turning into those last two corners because they were right on the edge. And I think we had a case where Lando like had a lap deleted, even though he basically had his left corner right on the brisk of being in the gravel mm. because it was just wide enough where you could corner cut, but if you were, you were almost certainly in the gravel unless it was just pure luck that you didn't go out there, right? Yeah, so yeah. Um, in any other corners where it might come up, they already have that that grass or gravel there anyway. Mm. So it's like, you're not going to have it lap after lap because if you're doing it lap after lap, well, you're probably going to crash because you're not going to get it pixel perfect every time. While here, if you do go out a bit, there's there's no risk, right? You can still keep driving. you still got yeah. grip. It's not like your lap is over. So Yeah, you don't have to... Like, there's no immediate feedback saying, I need to fix this for next lap, otherwise I might crash. Yes. Um, it's, yes. it's just like someone in the air saying, oh, you got track limits again. Like, that's not going to stop them from... Yeah really taking yep. the same line and then trying to be like, oh, I'm just going to go like a, like a millimeter, not so far this time, rather than like, yep. okay, I'm going to actually go half a meter this way because I don't want to go into the gravel. I don't want to go into the wall. Yep. So it is different. It is definitely different. Um, I don't know what the answer is. I do realize that as much as I'm saying, you know, just keep it between the white lines, I think for most tracks, it does make sense. Uh, just for that. It's worked but, well so far. And, Those and that have gotten pinged has. by, you'd say, deserve it. And yeah. and I do like the rule because it is one of the few that is a black and white rule. But yeah, someone, somewhere like here, I, I do... I still lean towards that a little bit, but at the same time, I understand when people say that they look at this and it's like, it's kind of... It's kind of a little bit farcical when it's like, I don't know... Like, you can watch the end of the race. It's like, I don't know where everyone ends up because who knows where the penalties will end up. You yes. know, you have to check... through five to, hours of scrutiny. Yeah, yeah, to, to even check the classification to find out where people have ended up and whether or not other penalties are going to be applied. So yep. I, I do get that as well. Like, it's, it's sort of a turn-off for some people. But, you know, how they choose to fix it, I mean, obviously they will have to have a big review of this. If they don't, then I... Th- then we can go back to the FIA, you know, the theme music, and we can talk about it again. So, uh, but yeah, I think that they will have to review this one pretty heavily mm-hmm. and, and see if there's any way they can fix it. But um, that's the story for another day, I guess. But uh, yeah, if there's 
Unless there's anything else you want to talk about, that was that was. I think you said it had a small thing maybe to touch on. Which is another credit to the FIA. It's for Holkerberg's oh. incident, VSC was the right thing to use. Yes. They didn't go overboard with a yes. safety car or a red flag. They, <laughs> they didn't go yeah. underboard by doing nothing. So mm. actually, wise, good choice. Wasn't and it was it was just long enough as well. Where it was nice. It had a yeah. little bit of you know spice to things, mm. um, but it wasn't so short that you were just like, well, why didn't they? It was a five second VSC. They didn't need it at all. Right? Yes. So yeah. Um, some credit where credit's due. No, yeah. I guess. Well, I wanted to say. I guess I want to say two things. There's one that I forgot that we should mention. The other one I just wanted to say. It was it, as much as um I am a Checo fan. Um, it is still nice having a, a backup driver that I have loved equally as much. So some amazing racecraft out there. While his car wasn't blowing up, as in the aforementioned Hulkenberg. Mm -hmm. Um, especially in the sprint getting his yeah, arms out, yeah. pushing through, and even when he was falling back and you're going, oh, he's going to lose out the points, taking the risk like Russell did to go on those those uh, dry tyres yeah, and absolutely true. smashing it out there to get back into the point. And he was even so close that um, it was Alonso and Stroll having a bit of a fight on their last lap. Mm. And Hulkenberg started a lap like five or six seconds behind and right at the end was basically right there. Like another mm. lap, he would have destroyed them. They were fighting so much that you saw him in the background just like a rocket ship coming towards them while they were having a little tussle. And yeah, I was like, yeah. if he got both of them for fifth or fourth, it would have been like, oh, he's recovered it, yeah, you know? So yeah. um, it was Russell that went first on it and then Hulkenberg second on it. And then mm. some others, as we say, that are on the precipice of those points seem to follow. But yeah. um, it was a shame when I saw him go out because uh, I was, he was on a roll and I was just yeah. like, this is amazing. So I'm uh, very happy with Hulk this weekend and did, you know, well in quality in, uh, in um, both qualifyings as well. So um. Let's yeah, say, I'm not so well. disappointed in, in Checo because uh, I have my other boy to back up to show that uh, you have the, backup the old Force boy, India yeah. duo, there's oh always boy. one of them doing well, yeah, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, you might it'll have, be a sad day when they both leave the spot. Yeah, you might have to bank on Hulk while you can, for sure. So yes, if, the ru if, sure. If, if a lot of the rumours are true, you might have to take every every Checo when you can while it's happening as well. So. <laughs> yes. But more, more about that on the, uh, the mid-season yes. uh, podcast. Yes. Mid-season break podcast, but uh, yeah, yes. um, that's it from us. A bit of a long one. Uh, maybe maybe Kyle will cut it down, and maybe we filibustered a lot. So you can probably cut probably cut twenty minutes out <laughs> somewhere. But yes. uh, if not, hopefully enjoyed the chat. Uh, if you did like it, remember to, to to follow or subscribe wherever you're listening. Uh, and we'll be back uh, probably tomorrow when this uploads for the the British mm -hmm. British preview. So. Um, yeah, take care, everyone, and we'll see you very, very soon. Bye-bye. Ciao!